This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. Huggies Little Movers is their best-fitting diaper ever with its curved and stretchy fit. Babies, no matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers are curved with up to 12-hour protection against leaks. Get your baby butt in Huggies best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. The prime goal of government is to protect the minority of the opulent from the majority. And in order to do that, you've got to fragment the majority so they really can't get together and do very much. And you have to concentrate power in the wealth of the nation. Freddie Lynn, heavy metal singer, uh, lead singer of the band Thonic, and member of Taiwanese Parliament, yes. and co-founder of the New Power Party, and we're going to talk about Taiwan, Taiwanese independence, and most of my audience doesn't know anything about Taiwan, like most Americans, right? So we're mm-hmm. going to ask you some very basic questions, because as I was telling you before, as my audience knows, my background is in North Korea. Yeah. I read an interview with you, and you had a very similar upbringing to some of the people I've met, which is this. Growing up in North Korea, they're taught that the Americans started the Korean War. And when they learn that Kim Il-sung is the one who started it, it blows their mind. Now, you, growing <laughs> up in Taiwan, had a similar upbringing, that you were taught from a young age things that simply weren't true. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, when, I was, uh, when I was young, I uh, was being taught that uh, the, how to say, we, we have been taught mostly the history of, uh, of China and the history of the, uh, the uh, how to say, the ideology of the Chinese uh, nationalist, which called KMT Party, which, uh, who ruled Taiwan uh, for decades of years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we have been taught to uh, uh, look down to Taiwanese culture, and can't, we, we have been banned to speak in Taiwanese in schools, and we have been uh, taught the different, totally opposite version of the history so, uh, of Taiwan. So, yeah, we, uh, in my age, I think most of the young people now in Taiwan, they don't, they, now they, have, they, they got all kinds of information, free information everywhere. Right. So, they, of course, they don't have, been, have to be through the same process like I have been through. I have to discover the real history, have to find, look for, uh, look for the information in the library in a more resource, uh, more different uh, 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 resources that I can get. So tell me what you were taught growing up, and then what is the actual truth? Uh, I've been, when I was young, when I was young, I've been taught that uh, uh, we fought against uh, Japanese, and uh, uh, we, uh, my, I mean, my people fought against Japanese. So all those uh, during the World War Two, all those uh, 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 jets, uh, flights who attacked us are Japanese uh, armies, uh, air forces. Yes. But but then uh, I realized that that's the totally opposite 
uh, story because Taiwan was uh, a colonial territory under Japanese rule in uh, Second World War, uh, World War Two. So, so our some of our ancestors or our uh, grandparents, our uh, relatives, they were even served as soldiers in Japanese army. They fought against the Chinese army. So that was quite when we. Uh, that was qu quite, uh, uh, how to say, quite confused when I got those information in schools that uh, actually they told the opposite side of story of my grandmom. My grandmom shared her story about how her, she and her neighbors and relatives hide from the U.S., uh, US uh, the allies, yeah. uh, uh, attacks. How they how they survive from that, but the schools told us that we survive from the Japanese attacks. Right. So that's the totally opposite stories. That but so I think in my age, many of many people like me, we got so much different kind of confusions in schools and back in families. And then you kind of can't really get what your your grandparents try to. Uh, uh, Communicate with you, and especially they speak in they spoke in Taiwanese, and right. which are were the languages that the government banned us to speak in school. So you kind of you can't find a connection uh, 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 with your families, with right. your, um, and then you can't find the right languages to communicate right. with your families. So that's why I have been survived from. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how pervasive government control in the Chinese government can be because this is something where it's like naturally when you're a kid, any kid, you're going to think, oh, my grandparents are uncool, right? And now mm. they're speaking this language that no one talks. They talk old-fashioned and silly. You wanna, don't want to listen to them, and it's a natural thing. And then, But actually, they're the ones telling the truth, and it's everyone who's around you that's telling you lies. It's very hard for a young person to understand. Yeah. And it was Lenin who even made this point about how if you give me the kids, mm. you know, I'll have them f for generations. Mm. It's like, if, yeah, if they get them young, by the time they're adults, how, it's going to be very few kids who are going to be like, wait a minute, let me question mm. what I've been taught at school. But like you also said, and this is going on in other countries, once there's access to social media and outside information, it's very hard to maintain all these lies and this whole structure of lies. Because once you realize they're lying about this, what else are they lying to me about? Mm. All right. Um, so, but what most Americans don't understand is Taiwan is has a very weird relationship with China. The official yeah. name of Taiwan is the Republic of China yeah. because that's where Chiang Kai-shek and his government fled after, during the war with uh, Chairman Mao. Yeah. So what is the exact legal relationship between uh, Taiwan and China? Uh, I would say, uh, uh, let me try to explain in, uh, I think, in the most, okay. most easiest way that uh, 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 Taiwan now is actually, of course, we functional independent. We are an independent country now, so we don't really. So I think the U.S. citizens, you know, that if you want to come to Taiwan, you get visa from Taiwan. You don't get visa from China. You come to Taiwan, you don't have to apply anything from China. Right. And you, if you come to Taiwan, you use the Taiwanese currency. You don't use the Chinese currency. So uh, basically, you just. Uh, easily, naturally, just consider Taiwan is independent because it's, it is independent. And but why the official name is still being called Republic of China? That's one historical issue that the Taiwanese is still try to fix. 
which this problem being dropped to Taiwan after World War II. After World War II, the Allies, which mean the U.S., the U.K., and France, and uh, uh, the, the, the Russia, they, uh, they decided to send the Chiang Kai-shek, the Chinese Nationalist Army, to uh, temporarily govern Taiwan, just like they, the Allies send the U.S. to the Philippines, right. send the U.S. to the Okinawa. Right. They, the Allies decided to send Chinese nationalist government to Taiwan. But in the meantime, there is a civil war in China. Right. So that government being kicked out from China. So that government can have nowhere to to stay anymore in China. So they have to stay in Taiwan. So that's the problem. So it, that problem been kept in Taiwan for more than half a century. And we try to fix it because the allies didn't never right. come back to fix right. it, never come back to, to take the trusty army out. Yeah. Over. So we have to fix it ourselves. So we are still in the process of fixing it. So, but basically, the people in Taiwan, we call ourselves Taiwan. We introduce ourselves that we are from Taiwan. We right. don't really want to get to much complicated historical problems that have been dumped to Taiwan last century. But, but China's not having any of this, right? The China, China is Chinese, not happy. Right. We are fixing that, but the Chinese uh, government right now, they are not happy with that, right. because which means we try to let the world know that we are independent. Right. They don't want people to know that. So China's refusing to let Taiwan into the UN. There, any country that is doing diplomatic relationships with Taiwan, they're having China having problems with China. Yeah. So they're feeling very strongly that Taiwan is still, in some sense, Chinese property, and they have yeah. no problem using their enormous resources to uh, push people around in this capacity. Uh, yeah. So that, I think China tried to do whatever they can do to led to confuse Taiwan, to confuse people about Taiwan, what is Taiwan do. So just like recently that they forced the airlines companies to change the uh, destination, the, the, the names of Taiwan, the title of Taiwan in those destinations, like you have to, uh, because most of the airline companies list Taiwan as a country. Uh, so if you want to fly to Taipei, you click Taipei, Taiwan. Yeah. But now China tried to force many uh, airlines companies that to mark Taiwan as Taipei, China, to confuse people. So the people might confuse that. Oh, so Taipei is a part of right. China. So so if I'm flying to Taipei, which means I fly to China, but. Maybe there will be some people try to get visa from Chinese government, right. but it's totally you. you uh, it's just confusing people, but it can't change the truth that if you are going to Taiwan, get the visa That's in Taiwanese right. embassy, not the Chinese embassy. No matter how the airlines company been forced to change the destination. But this is very smart on their part because you. <laughs> yeah. would, I, I mean, you could see why people would be confused, and they're yeah. trying to make it out that yeah. Taiwan is basically Hong Kong. Yeah. And even though it's a different system, yeah. it's all part of the People's Republic of China. Which yeah, they is try not, to confuse people in right. that way. Yeah. I mean, so let me ask you this. I was born in the Soviet Union. How do you feel when you see young people wearing shirts with like Che Guevara or Mao on them? Uh, it's, this is a very difficult question for me because actually... Uh, 
if we don't go too deep in this question, I would say it's just uh, the it's just a uh, part of the pop culture, okay. and the people get used to uh, the. I think the pop culture try to explain uh, history histories in a very simple way. Yeah, no matter in movies, in music, in all kinds of pop cultural industries. Industries. So I would say it's just pop culture. So I don't. I won't judge those people who wear mouse T-shirts or Guevara shirts that you don't even know anything about that history, because I I consider that it's just a very uh, thin uh, pop culture. But it's happen it happens any everywhere. Actually, there are so many people who wear some death metal shirts. Don't know anything about metal. Death, people in death metal wear, wear shirts like that. Yeah, I, I can I can still recall that when I was in university, I I saw those people wearing those shirts that don't really understand what the shirts mean or what the characters on the shirts mean uh, have done. Sure. Uh, I try to uh, I try to have a chat with them, no matter if they have a, a, a mouse shirt or have a Che Guevara shirt or a death metal shirt. Sure. I always want to discuss more about uh, what uh, do do they understand or not. But but uh, I most of the time I found it's quite difficult for them to understand what I try to uh, share with them because I. I I was too easy to get serious about okay. those issues, and I tr I have been too pushing, and then so I kind of get used to that. Okay, that's just a part of pop culture, so I don't want to have a lecture uh, for them. But basically, if I have a chance, if I have a chance like having chat yeah. with you, I always want. I hope uh, uh, people can have uh, uh, always can share the feeling of empathy. Of for more people and try to know more about the issues that you might not understand, but you might hurt people. Yeah, you might uh, those people you uh, if you know what they have done, you might not worship them. Right, and that's very important. <laughs> yeah, uh, you to so to know what what what's on your shirt. I think that's very important. So so basically. Uh, now I'm in the middle age, I, and I'm a politician. I, I don't have time. I can't just be like what I uh, was in the university. I can always go to people and try to have a lecture to them. And, but I always, public, uh, in the public, I always try to come uh, share with uh, all the supporters and the, the people that try to have empathy. And uh, I always want to share the stories of Dalai Lama, His Holiness, that right. I think... Uh, he's a, a really a good model for people that if you want to know if if you are looking for a model you'd look somebody like him N not uh, definitely not Mao yeah yeah um, so obviously Tiananmen Square was a big issue with China not that mm. long ago mm. is there a fear that if, if things got to a war between uh Taiwan and China, I mean, they have the numbers. This is, it would be absolute. <sighs> so is this a concern? You know, how far can we push them? I think, yes. I think Taiwanese people, we have faced this kind of uh, threatenings from China for 
decades. So it's always a very important, very heavy issue in Taiwan. So how we move forward carefully, optimistically, but still, uh, but still we are feeling ourselves moving forward. That's something difficult, difficultly balanced in in Taiwan. Yeah, if people want to know how to move carefully. Yeah. But still yeah. moving forward, that's what we are doing for at least three decades. So you can see how much we have been through, how, how long, uh, look back the more than 30 or more, look back the heaven century, how long we have been, uh, 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 how, how the length we have moving forward is quite something. Progress. Yeah, quite a progress. But Step by step, it's, we still have to be very careful, just like what you just said, that Tiananmen Square uh, is something just happened uh, two or three decades ago. Yeah. And then there are many terrible things still happen in Tibet, in Hong Kong. And so uh, I think for Taiwanese now, we are trying to uh, not just moving forward carefully, optimistically, but also try to, yeah, not just moving forward carefully, but we need to be optimistically to share the feeling with those people who are still under oppression. Especially there have been so many Tibetans and Chinese uh, human rights activists and Hong Kong people came to Ta- come to Taiwan oh, yeah. to, to observe, to feel what's democracy about. And I think if we... If we if Taiwan is too pessimistic, then how we can inspire more people? Yeah. So, so always we uh, in Taiwan. When when I'm in Taiwan, I always feel frustrated. I always feel that well, we we are stuck here. We are going nowhere. But every time when I go out, go abroad, oh, and yeah. to, and and to meet more with more people, I always feel that no, we are still moving forward. We need to be optimistic and to inspire more more people who are st- suffering from worse situation than us. You were the head of Amnesty International in Taiwan for, uh, for, four, years. for four years. Yeah. Um, how do you, and you know, my background also is very much fighting for human rights and mm. so on and so forth. I, I was on Fox when they were having mm. the Singapore meeting with President Trump and Kim Jong-un, and they said to me, what's your biggest concern about the meeting? And I said, the continued enslavement of the North Korean people. That's always my concern, is what's mm. happening to people. Yeah. How do you feel when you see people in the West Talk about how oppressed and bad they are when you've seen real oppression and, and how bad things can actually get. Mm. Uh, again, sorry. Okay. Yeah. So what, you were head of Amnesty International for yeah. years. Yeah. So you know human rights and how bad it can be, you know, yeah. in, you know especially in Southeast Asia, the human yeah. rights abuses, the Pol Pot. I mean, obviously that was before our time, but I mean, mm. these are huge atrocities. So when you hear people in the West talk about how bad and oppressed the West are, Mm. I, I mean, how does that mm. make you feel? You see what I mean? I know it's hard for you to criticize <laughs> yeah. America not being an American, it's, but... But it's, sometimes it's very, dif- because you, uh, it's very difficult to compare who are suffering worst. Uh, because we, I, I think we need to compare with the with best, not the worst. So if we compare with those people who suffer in very bad uh, conditions, in no matter in China or in some Southeast Asian countries or in some Middle East countries, yeah. of course the West, uh, West uh, countries that uh, have uh, very 
uh, much better uh, conditions, living conditions, and hu human rights uh, protections uh, in your societies. But uh, we we can still see those uh, like refugee issues sure. and all different kinds of issues that um, that uh, the advanced countries are facing have difficulties. Yeah, uh, because the refugees don't go to Middle East because they are from there. Right. They don't go to the Southeast Asians. So they go to the developed advanced countries and the advanced countries still need to try to learn from uh, from those countries who are suffering from the worst cases to think about what you can do better because you are like an inspiration. That like, like what I just said, that Taiwan might be an inspiration for Hong Kong for Tibet, but the Western countries are much more inspiration for more countries from worst cases. So I think when, if the human beings are a family, if we are united together like a, like a village, I think the people in West, uh, people in the West, can consider that uh, that you have more ability to support people, to help people, and and to with more uh, this uh, with this direction that you do more, you can inspire more people in different parts of the world to do more. If if those people in the West part of the world want to do less. Then what the people in the rest of the world can do? Right. They don't have the ability to do anything. So I do believe that uh, the people who share more developed or advanced lives, actually they can do more. They can uh, contribute more. Aren't, isn't the existence of Taiwan a big problem for China in this sense? You have the People's Republic of China. You have Republic of China. Let's suppose I don't know anything about the history. Mm -hmm. I look how people live here. Mm. I look how people live here. Here I can vote. I have skyscrapers in a developed city. There's no pollution. I don't have to worry about the police taking my family in the middle of the night. And we are almost to pass the LGBTQ rights. Uh, the, the I know that's a big issue yeah. for you. Yeah. And then here, it's like, I can't use Facebook. I can't use YouTube. <laughs> uh, you know, not that long ago, millions of people were starved by the government. It's not hard for me to make that choice, mm. for any person to make yeah. that choice. But for China, this is a big problem because they're saying, you know, our system is the best and yeah. just across, you know, you cross yeah. the, the water and it's like, well, no, no. <laughs> clearly it has nothing to do with ideology. It's as simple as who do you want to have food? You know yeah. what I mean? So don't you see that as also a big that you guys are a big threat to the Chinese government? Yeah, I think that's why I do think that Taiwan is a, a pain in their ass. They, they don't really want Taiwan to disappear to, because no matter what they, uh, uh, no matter how they force Hong Kong people, how they treat Hong Kong people, Hong Kong can easily take Taiwan as an example. That saying yeah. that democracy is an option, not, not like what the communist Chinese government saying that uh, democracy is not an option for them. Democracy is an option for everybody. Right. So Taiwan is like an, like an uh, shining, uh, like a. A shining candle for so many uh, different uh, the citizens and the nations, people who are under oppression from Chinese government. So I do believe that the Chinese government hate us a lot. And I think that's why we need to, but... They're right to. I mean, you're, you're showing that they're liars. Yeah. You know, without even saying anything. Like, just come to my house. Look. Yeah. So that's the, that, what, that you just said that I think that's very important because the existence of Taiwan is so important that 
prove ourselves, prove to the world about that uh, that it's a worth learning case of Taiwan, and we don't really have to be so. Uh, for myself, my own opinion that I don't, we don't really have to be so uh, aggressive against right. China, Chinese government. We just need to be polite, be reasonable, and be ourselves. And that's uh, that's. Uh, uh, this kind of attitudes has already been very disturbing for Chinese government. Yeah. We don't really have to come. Uh, 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 we don't really. We don't really have to, to be antagonistic. Uh, yeah, we don't really have to. You know, we just be ourselves and be polite. And, and my friend who's in Singapore sent me the question. He said, "So it's it's very much divided by age." So the older people might have more allegiance to China, whereas the younger people are much more for Taiwanese independence. Mm -hmm. What do we have in common with them? You know, even if we spoke the same language, which we don't, it's like their cultures are completely different. Why are we the same? Mm. So for he says the advice he would give to you is you're just going to have to wait. And, mm. you, know, you know, this is something that's going to happen kind of naturally without any idea of conflict. Do you think that's a good strategy? I think not just uh, – I think yes – but not just because that uh, the eventually the, the young people will take the lead for the country, but because I do believe all things, we, uh, if we want to achieve a goal, uh, we need a plan, we need right. patience. So I do believe, I, I'm always uh, have a very, I stand for some uh, value uh, strongly, but I always have patience to look at the big picture and to let's try to move move on with uh we i'm not that kind of people that expect things will happen tomorrow no and they certainly have a lot of patience the chinese government they <laughs> they know how to keep and wait and you know bide their time they're very very good at this like most but i don't of, think that the time will always uh, on their correct, side but it's not on their side <laughs> right that's absolutely correct so what is the level of free speech in taiwan I think we are one of the freest country in the world now. I, yeah, it depends on uh, according to all the research that in the human rights organizations in uh, these years, these decades. If so if, if you we could, can say anything, but if you could change just a few things about uh, China, mm. what do you think would be the most effective things to liberate the people? Free information. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And that's already happening, though, despite what the government wants. <laughs> they, yeah, they, found their, they find their way. The people find their yeah. way. Yeah. And it, I mean, this is also ha happening with North Korea. It's very hard. It's easy to say you can't read this book, you can't read this newspaper. But if I'm sitting here talking, how are you going to stop me? You know what I mean? I tell you, <laughs> yeah. you tell him, he tells her, yeah. and, and, and uh, 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 so on and so forth. Does it frustrate you? how much focus the American and Western media is on North Korea and China and how almost nothing is talked about with Taiwan? Mm, not really, not really. Because I think the, uh, com compared to the conditions the North Korean people have suffered from, oh, yeah. of course, we, all, although we are, uh, even in Taiwan, if I, we can do something, like we, when, we, uh, when I was the chair of Amnesty International, yeah, we tried to help some North Korean cases as well. So that basically, I, I, I think Taiwan should, uh, uh, we have the ability to support, to help the international community to, to, uh, to contribute more, to help the people in North Korea or the people in Middle East. So I would say that 
the thing frustrate me is not the world. It is not how the world not uh, discuss, discuss about Taiwan, uh, but North Korea. The thing, con- uh, the thing that uh, uh, frustrate me more is that the world not always open a space for Taiwanese to help. Okay. We are trying to contribute ourselves in the in all different international organizations, uh, no matter the pro- environmental protection or the human rights issues or the, the uh, health issues. All those issues, we have ability to help, although we have been isolated from international society. But please, let us help. We have, we, so I would say that, uh, and, uh, that it frustrates me more. Does it bother you how close you see uh, President Trump being with China, or do you think this is a function of it's smart to play diplomacy as opposed to antagonism? <laughs> this is very difficult for me to say. Yeah, as a Taiwanese MP, and <laughs> no matter who's the ruling party in the United States, I have to be polite and yeah. optimistic. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, but basically, basically, <laughs> I would say. I would say. But hold on, I'm going to say. I had this tweet. I always say this. I go, when you're discussing politics, anything that's said before but, you can ignore. So it's like, uh, oh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but, so let's get to the truth. But here we go. Yeah, you got the point. <laughs> I, I got mm. <laughs> I can't, even now, I think uh, Trump, uh, President Trump has ruled the, uh, the U.S. for. More than two years now? Almost two. Almost two years. No, it's, 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 it's going to be two, yeah. Yeah. Uh, personally, I still can't really get the whole picture. But he's a nationalist. Yes, but I mean the whole picture of his dip, uh, diplomacy, diplomatic okay. oh, I see uh, okay. strategy. I can't really see the big picture. So, in, so I, I would say that I uh, carefully, uh, how to say, mm, I always want our government, the Taiwanese government, to be very careful uh, to deal with the government in the U.S. right now to, to make sure that what we can, uh, how to strengthen both, both uh, sides' interests not being, uh, not being sacrificed for dealing with some issue, international issues because we, we are not in the international stage. We have been isolated in so many different international stages. So how we can protect our interests internationally but still strengthen the relations with the, uh, the U.S., uh, that's quite important for us. So we can't be too naive, okay. can't be too optimistic. We have to be very careful. And you also can't be too aggressive. No, we can't. Because you don't have that, that position. So the, the main party in uh, Taiwan, are, are they're kind of want, they used to at least, they've toned it down a little bit, want reunification with uh, China to some extent, right? They're much closer to them. Uh, you mean the, 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 the previous one? Yeah. yeah. So you're this young guy, heavy metal singer, ponytail. Do they take you seriously or do they you know how do they treat you uh, you mean the the, the old government, yeah, yeah. the previous one yeah they, the the one who <laughs> they the the that uh that is a very conservative and pro-china party called right. kmt and i during the campaign during when i ran in my campaign they didn't 
I think they, they criticized me a lot uh, about my outlook, about my, my, my ponytail, my, my tattoos, my, even my lyrics, my, <laughs> my way of screaming and growling. They criticized a lot, a, a lot on that uh, in the TV shows. Okay. They, they can't really go deep. In the dis- uh, go to the deep discussions. I was just like, the- look at this guy. He's yeah. got tattoos. You don't want and to be those, the, the, <laughs> the KMT politicians even said that, oh, anybody can scream like him. I, I sing much better than him. You should come to my concerts. <laughs> that's been, pretty funny. Yeah, that's, so it, that kind of, uh, discussions actually, I think, make the young people want to support me more. Of course. Yeah, because they, they, the, the, those discussions are too, were too ridiculous. So, but I think after I, I won the election, then the, there have been uh, many politicians of the many MPs in that party now uh, are my colleagues in the, right. in the parliament. They treat me very nice. I think, I don't know if they will <laughs> be like what they have been uh, when I rerun right. uh, next year. But so far, I think after I won the election, many of them, they treat me quite good. I, well, didn't, I didn't expect that. Well, I think, first of all, I think everyone likes a winner. That's, okay. That's one, right? And two is once they talk to you and they see that you have actual ideas and new yeah. ideas, yeah. it's hard to dismiss someone like that because yeah. you're obviously not, you know, some corporate yeah. puppet or something. But of course, some of them, they, um, they might be too conservative or they might just... But uh, it could be that their grandkids like you and it's like, okay, maybe yeah, he's not yeah, so bad. Yeah, yeah, actually, there are, I'm not there are some MPs that from KMT that always want to have pictures with yeah. me and saying that they want to uh, send to their grandkids kids and uh some uh i would say i i call uh, uh some uh, old mp in kmt always came to me ask me that uh if i want to remove my tattoos uh her uh brother is a very good doctor can help me the re- uh to remove yeah. all my tattoos i don't know why she think that she's I, trying to be nice yeah, yeah but yes yeah. yeah, she's trying to be nice but which means I, I feel awkward that why you always think that I want a, to remove my tattoo well, as if it was a mistake like you <laughs> yeah. fell asleep and you're like what is this on my yeah. arm <laughs> yeah but they try to be nice now yeah okay, I'm gonna feel ask, that I'm gonna ask you a joke question now usually when I have a joke question I don't tell people to joke but but I, since there's a little bit a little bit of a language bearer okay. you got your name from Freddy Krueger yes if so, why, why Freddy Krueger? I liked horror movies a lot when I was young. So I always uh, watched uh, horror movies uh, in the midnight by myself, actually in the living room. So all my families they are sleeping, but I watched the uh, horror movies by myself. And uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street is the best. Used to be the best. Yeah. Not any- so if Freddy Krueger is such a bad guy, why isn't he in jail? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what? So how pervasive is American culture in Taiwan? I say I say very influential. Yeah, uh, uh, you can see how the the uh, box office shows that all the Hollywood movies have very good records, very good uh, results in Taiwan. And so even now, even even nowadays, so compared to to the population, Taiwan is a population of. Uh, uh, 23 millions. We, I think we let your businessmen earn a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and our young people really share a lot of fun interest from the, your pop culture. Yeah. So I, I learned, actually, I can remember before the interview asked me where I, did I learn my English. Actually, I would say I learned my English from 
the they did the uh, from all the rock bands in oh, the yeah. U.S. Yeah, all the pop culture. So, yeah. your heavy metal singer, death metal singer. Who is the band that you like that you're most ad- embarrassed to admit that you like? Everyone has some band that's a guilty pleasure that it's like, oh, God, if people knew about this, I'd be so embarrassed. It, I know it's probably the Car- Carpenters, at least. You must like the Carpenters. <laughs> no? No. Okay. No, no, the Carpenters. They're, but they're okay. I, would, uh, I would say... I don't, you know who it is. Don't, don't, don't get all politician with me. You know exactly who it is. And you don't want to say. Who I, no, is it? I, I can't really remember what's the... It's a... Let's see. Three choir... What, the Spice Girls? No, 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 no. The Wilson Phillips? Three girls? Three choir three girls? Three choir girls. And very old. And the Shangri-Las? Oh, the, the Supremes? Old, when I was uh, high, in high school, they, are, they were very popular. Three white girls. White girls. Uh, uh, From the America? America, America. It's uh, not Wilson Phillips? That's the only one I could think of. The Indigo Girls? That's two of them. No, no, no. Uh, What's one of their songs? Let me... Uh, the, Dixie the Dixie Chicks? No, no. Good guess. No, we're going to get... The, uh, this, I'm not getting... We're not stopping until we have the answer. <laughs> oh, I... Bananarama? Uh, can I? Can I not just? Wait, take I, the mic. Take no, no, the wait, mic. Wait. Can I? Uh, if, uh, if we, if, uh, I think the most embarrassing artist that I said I I, pre- I enjoy a lot. I won't say a group of band, but an artist. Okay. But I still like her very much. Cool. So I hope if she see these interviews, don't hate me. Uh, Debbie Gibson. I have her on my iPod. Right oh, okay. <laughs> she's from Long Island. Oh, so really? she wrote all her old songs, and yes. she was the, she was like sixteen, the first person to write her own song to hit number one in America. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, out of the blue, an electric youth. So uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm sure that you won't hate me because yeah, we share the. But I don't have tattoos. Oh, okay. Or ponytails. So I don't have the cred that you do. <laughs> okay. So what is? Uh, I mean. Is this is a stupid question, but I have to ask it anyway because I think I know the answer. But I still want to hear your answer. Is campaigning for an office similar to touring, in that you're out there, you're at the mic, and you got the the love back from the crowd, or is there a difference there? I think quite similar, quite similar, because you try to uh, uh, you try to remain the same energy for different audiences, and you you share the same messages. Like when you are on tour, you you sing the same set every night. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite similar, but I would say is there are st- still, st- but it's much more uh, exhausted. Yeah, yeah, because you uh, on tour you have a show per night, right? But during campaign, during running for office, you have like ten speeches per day. So you speak ten times the same thing to ten different groups of people every day. So I run out of my voice so quick, I can oh, yeah. remember that. And yeah, it's quite difficult. Here's yeah. the last question. I'm going to get you in a little bit more trouble, and that's okay. <laughs> uh, in every band, I've done work with musicians before, uh, there's always drama with the lead singer because the lead singer gets the attention. This has been the case from the very beginning. Now you're not just the lead singer. <laughs> you're in parliament. 
<laughs> so, I mean, forget it. It's, it's, it's Debbie Harry times a thousand, and Clem Burke on the drums is asking why no one wants to talk to him. So is this a problem with your band, or are they supportive of your work? I think because uh, five of us, we share the same, uh, same idea, okay. political idea. So they quite support me to... Uh, they, 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 uh, when I decided to run for office, they quite support have been quite support, but after I got elected, they just realized that, wow, which means... This is real. Yeah, this is real. He's going to have a staff and their, an office. their career just stopped. Right. So they didn't realize that. They just want, wanted me to win. Right. During the, uh, during the campaign, they helped me. They've they been on the street to distribute flyers as well. And the, the, the TVs came to shoot them distributing the flyers. They don't my, they just want to help me to win. But after I got elected, my, I can remember my guitarist, Jesse, sent me, first day, sending me that, oh, great, I, I can't believe you win. Yeah. And then, yeah, then being quiet for a few days, for a few weeks. And then, there being some questions being raised that, what happened to the new album now? Are we still preparing the new album? And <laughs> Just then, checking in. Mr. Yeah, and, and I can't really answer that question <laughs> at, because I don't know the answer. Right. So, so I think, uh, thank God that we finished the whole preparation of the new album. But anyway, I think now my members, they still want me to do more. But, yeah. but they kind of uh, raise these issues sometimes about then what's, what's the next step of the band? Well, I do have like one that. more question, and, and this is serious. You obviously are not a politician by background. You know, this, mm. you, this is a very strange route that you took to become a member of parliament. What do you find most frustrating about being a politician? <sighs> Stupid questions from people. <laughs> mm, no, not really. I think... Uh, uh, I don't know if Wearing frustration. I don't know. No, no, no. I, I'm okay with that. But okay. I, I don't know if I want to use the word frustrate. Or how about surprising? What's the most surprising? surprising? I would say. Uh, uh, maybe. I would say. Disturbing, or. I, okay. I can't really find the right word, but it really uh, occupied my, my mind always that. Because we believe in free information, free uh, expression. So yeah. we believe that the internet helped the, uh, the, the, this idea a lot. So this is very similar to the pirate parties in various different countries. Yeah, but, but, but nowadays, especially now in the recent years, you can see that the, the rumors or the wrong oh. messages have been spread much faster than before. So then, then sometimes you don't know how to stop that, right. how, to, how to make more people to... And, and it make the... Uh, uh, popu, populist... Uh, popu, populist? Populist. Populist. Yeah. Make those kind of pop, uh, politicians much easier. Oh, to, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To, to spread misinformation. Yeah, to direct the, the direction. And I, I think, but I, I, don't, I don't mean that we shouldn't have the right to have uh, free information. So, but I'm just thinking that 
how the society will, I, because I always believe that society will uh, try to uh, uh, heal by ourselves. I believe in people. Actually, I'm a people. I'm a person. I believe in people. But, but just it occupies me that how the people will fix this yeah. thing. How the people, how the society, society will fix this? Because I'm not smart enough to think how we can fix that. Uh, but somehow, I think the people. We'll find a way. Yeah. Oh, Freddie, thank you so much for thank taking you. the time. This was an absolutely amazing interview. I'll see you all next week. You are welcome. What's the